hiatus, uh, but we're back. How's it going, fellas? How y'all doing? Smooth, my man. You know how I do. Good, 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 good. That's good. And we got, what's he got? The, the glow light district over there in the background. <laughs> new light. What's going on? You, uh, I feel like throwing some hands today. feel like throwing some hands. Throwing some hands? You're going to throw some hands at uh, at some Cincinnati Bengal people? Yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to thank, first off, thanks everybody that joined us in our live reaction uh, videos. They were awesome. Uh, great, great uh, stuff like that. So it was it was awesome. I, I I loved it. It was crazy, crazy games. We'll get into some of them right now. We'll start it off with the the game. I I was pretty shocked. Then again, I wasn't shocked. I was more shocked. Like, oh, please don't do this again. Tampa Bay goes down in the holds of uh, the Rams, but boy, I thought we were going to see a, a, a Atlanta Braves. I mean, Atlanta Falcons. My bad, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Repeat. What 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 did you guys think of this game? I mean, what about it? We went alive for a little bit towards the end, but what about the whole game? What you guys think about it? Uh, who wants to start first? Bing. Me. All right, go ahead. The Rams came out punching people dead in the teeth. They was ready to ball out the gate. They they owned the first half of that game. They decimated Tampa. They had Tom Brady look like he was a rookie out there with his stats. They had him guessing, dinking, and dunking, and flat out missing. They would not let the running game get started. They just dominated all three levels of the game. But once again, something happens to Tom Brady in halftime. He comes out. Now he's swinging, throwing his bowls, and it caught the Rams by surprise. I thought the Rams didn't think they have to do some adjustments because they was already winning, but that's not the case. They know what you're doing now. You got to switch it on up. Got to find other ways to win the game. It's like Madden. We played Madden on Madden. Fourth quarter coming, some extra cheese on the side for you. Be ready for it. And you know what? I ain't going to lie. I really thought the Bucks actually had it until the very end. I was very, very surprised, but I'm very glad the Rams win, went, won, and did what they had to do to get to the next level in these playoffs. Yeah. What about uh? Let's go with two outs. What you got? Oh me. Um, are we talking about a specific game or? Yeah, we're talking about the Rams and the and the Bucks. Rams and the Bucks. The Falcons. When that comeback happened, that was engineered and great. This was the luckiest set of events I had ever seen in my life. I'm thinking there's no way. I'm down again. This is going to happen again. But by this time, I think all of you guys had already turned to the Chief game, and I'm like, somebody turn it back. Turn it back because I'm stuck to this game. I couldn't believe when Sue came through, and I think Big Boy was watching already. Sue came through and knocked the ball out of Cam's hands. I'm like, oh, this is not going to happen again. This is not going to happen again. And then 
when the game was tied, I'm like, this is not going to happen again. And then a quarterback, all of you doubted, who I kept telling you, coaching matters. Matthew Stafford showed up and did Matthew Stafford stuff. He took a shot. He took a chance. And to tell you the truth, he won that game. If the quarterback in Detroit was in the Rams, they'd possibly lose this game. All right. And that's all I got to say. All right, Big Boy, which, or, uh, SoCal, what you, what you think about this game? Well, I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, the notion has been out there that Stafford is not a big game quarterback, that he doesn't make the throws when he needs to. Uh, I heard it all year that Stafford was uh, in the pivotal moments. He wasn't the guy you wanted, but obviously McVay believed in him. And what what other way would you want to solidify yourself in L.A. and to go up against Tom Brady against the clock down to the game winner? Uh, I mean, you possibly have sent Tom Brady into retirement. I mean, that's 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 how big of a sting that was. I mean, that was a big sting. And so, I mean, they're they're talking about blowing up the Tampa Bay Bucks now and and reloading and you got you got to think I mean LA fans you got to thank uh Stafford on that cuz one he had the arm to make the throw but two Cooper Cup man that route by Cooper Cup was dope and that guy came up, came in clutch I mean he is as clutch as clutch can get and so I'm I'm pleasantly surprised but I like what I saw I'll see you two wallets <laughs> so I was, I was, um, I was happy for Matthew Stafford, um, because I, and I picked, I said, I mean, I picked these guys in the Super Bowl, so I was like, I know, and I figured he's gonna do some big things with this coach because this is an offensive coach. We seen what he did with Jared Goff, and we saw Jared Goff's numbers drop, and we see this guy's his numbers gonna rise. Um, Cooper Cup is was the best receiver in the NFL this year, record wise. At, you know, he was, you know, he, he was a few 50 yards away. I think it was from breaking the all time season re- receiving yards. And, you know, they had, they had made some mistakes and I think they got a little late, little, you know, they forgot who they were playing with. I love the fact that we finally got Tom Brady to have his first uh, unsportsmanlike conduct. That and was could great. Be his, and his could be his last game. It took him that many year, years. And it's like, that was a stat. You're like, yeah, that's, that's true. I don't have to worry about seeing that. I'm not Googling that to see if that's even true. Um, but I was more like, man, how scary could this team really be if Robert Woods never got hurt? Because, you know, if Robert Woods doesn't get hurt, I don't know if they have Odell on that team, but maybe they still do. And I know I'm, I've been waiting for two walls to give an apology to, to Odell, but I don't know if it's going to come because Odell has been played out of his mind since he got since he got into the Rams. Um, helping this team tremendously. I know you got Cooper Cup, and I know you got Akers, and I know you got Higby, but he's had some. He actually had a, that one-headed catch, not as smooth as he did it back when he was with the Giants. But I mean, he's 
he did a lot more than uh, a certain quarterback that did, a certain wide receiver that just got released into a practice field did for 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 a certain team. You know, so I mean, I, I like it, and yeah, I think Tom Brady is on his way out. Uh, I think Gronkowski, even though he said today he's not sure, I think if Tom leaves, he's gonna leave, and you know, and I think they're gonna lose their their offensive corner or. Leftwich is leaving. I think he's going to go to Jacksonville. So, so, you know, I think they're they're in a, in a rebuilding year. I think uh, it's time for them to possibly to restock. And I agree. We talked offline. They built this team for Tom Brady. So when Tom Brady leaves, I, I you're on the clock. If I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's get into the uh, the, the the other NFC game. The Packers go home again, wasting that great home field advantage. Home field advantage really didn't mean nothing in this in this whole entire divisional round. You could even argue the game we'll talk about later. Um, but so the Packers go home. The 49ers go to 49. Somebody says Rogers is soft. <laughs> yes, Rogers could be soft. Um, but 49ers are. They remind me of the 2019, 2019 Chiefs. They were right at the right time, playing right. You know, they 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 they're on this streak. Could I see them in this in the winning the next game against the Rams? I possibly could. I don't think I don't I don't want them to because I would love to start from finish and get the exact the exact same Super Bowl. But could I see a possibly a rematch? Yes. It's gonna be could be a rematch in some type of Super Bowl. Um. But I like I don't know if they trust Jimmy G in this game I saw, but they do love Debo. Um and I think if how Debo goes, they go. So um but as far as Aaron Rodgers go, I think he's on his way out. And I'll ask you guys later on where do you think he might go. But I think he's gone. I think Devontae Adams is gone. And I think they are in the same boat as far as Tampa goes, and they're going to be rebuilding. Um and I don't even know if Jordan Love is the guy that they get, but maybe they can uh, get somebody else out of free agency um, to come in if they want to go that route. Big Boy, we'll start with you. What you think about that game? I've never been so proud of the 49ers before. <laughs> they clearly wanted it more, and they did what they had to do to get it done. All I saw was hustle, sweat, and grind come for that 49ers team. They are, without a doubt, probably the most physical team out there playing right now. Just pure dogs out there, especially on the trenches, that lines. They are ready for everything. All right. I do say you are correct. Whatever Debo Samuels do, that's going to control the outcome for them because they offense lives and dies with him at this point in time, whether he's a wide receiver or the running back, the offense flows through him. Jimmy G just needs to not throw the ball to the other team. That's it. And the defense is there, and we know the special teams is there. I think still the Rams have a good shot of winning this game. Yeah, they are like 0 for 6 since 2019 against the 49ers, but this is a whole different Rams team coming on right now this next week and up a week. I do 
want to see a great game. I want to see the same people from San Francisco come out and play again against the Rams. All right. So, Cal. I don't know what game you're watching, big boy, because the game that I watched, Green Bay should have won that game. 49ers didn't do crap on offense. They tried with Debo. Debo got shut down. The running game wasn't working. The throwing game wasn't working. You know what was working? Special teams. They exploited the Green Bay Packers special teams. That's all they did. They they blocked the punt. When they blocked the punt, they won the game. That was the only thing that happened. Other than that, offensively, Green Bay was owning them all game long. And right. I don't see the Green Bay. I don't see uh, – sorry, I don't see the 49ers – coming anywhere close in this next playoff game against the Rams. I think the Rams know what they got coming. They've already seen the Debo effect. They're going to stop it. They're going to prepare for it. Once you shut that down, you make Jimmy G beat you, and I don't believe they can. You light up that defense with those receivers, and you run plays that they haven't seen. I think the, the Rams actually have the edge, and that's why they're the favorite in this game. Two wallets. Um, I agree with, I hate to be on the fence, but I agree with big boy and SoCal, um, special teams won this game for the 49ers and green Bay didn't lose. Okay. San Francisco won this game. Green Bay should have won it, but they didn't win it because I saw the control from the defensive line control that Green Bay O-line all day, except for when they were throwing to the running back. That's the only effectiveness I saw all day. And I really hate to agree with Colin Cowherd, but I really honestly believe that Aaron Rodgers has trust issues. Normally, I don't like to take the take of somebody that I've heard, but I agree with that almost 100%. Because the same thing I possibly would have said about him if I didn't hear it from him first. There's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Like, seriously. You had Cobb come back. You got Mercedes Lewis. Your running back and your number one wide receiver got targets, but nobody else seemed to get a chance. Well, Mercedes Lewis had that key key fumble. That key fumble, right. But that was early in the game, not in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, like you gotta give a you gotta give that guy a chance to redeem himself. You know, I, I don't know how many times I seen Tom Brady throw to Wes Welker and Wes Welker's here, here, and here, and the ball is just out of his reach. Tom Brady went right back to him or Tom Brady went here and then came right back to him. All right. All I, right. So- oh, just one last thing. I feel like San Francisco's on this for destiny. I don't think it was luck that they went up in Green Bay and got that victory. I've been saying for months they played too soft against lesser opponents. That's exactly what we saw in the playoffs. They played soft against a lesser opponent. All right. And then, well, speaking of not playing soft, your Tennessee Titans had. Almost a record-breaking nine sacks against Joe Burrow, but fortunately, not enough. Personally, I think not enough Foreman. Too much, too much, John, too much Henry. So, 
So too much Henry, I think, and trying to get him to, to catch, to get to get in the ball, to get in the groove. But then you put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands, and he just didn't show up again. And they blew a golden opportunity to have home field. They finally got it, and they well-deserved. The way they played in the season was great, right? They, they, the way they, they deserved the number one seed, you know, should they, you know, the Chiefs ran out of another week because I think if they had another week to go, I think they would have got the number one seed, not the Titans. But hey, they they deserved it by beating the Chiefs. Unfortunately, they run into a hot Joe Burrow, even though I think Cincinnati needs to they need to do something with that offensive line because the offensive line is about to get this dude hurt in this game. They do got a great receiver. They got another decent receiver. They got a okay running back. But in as far as this game goes, I think Tennessee pretty much lost it, even though I don't know if Cincinnati really won it as much as Tennessee gave it away for the fact that they just they didn't go with the weapons they should have gotten with. They tried to get a, a man coming off a broken foot injury the ball because he is the heart and soul of that team. But I, I would have gave him another week because he was gassed after the first quarter. We all saw it. And I think personally, um, you know, you went – I wouldn't put the ball in Ryan Tannehill's hand. Two wallets, since this is your team, I'm going to let you go last. I'll give you like five minutes to, to talk about this game. Big boy, go ahead and go. What you got about this game? Oh, I agree. They definitely rushed Derrick Henry fast. They rushed him back way too fast. He is not in game shape. He's in shape, incredible shape, but not game shape. And we saw his movement slow. We saw him miss a stiff arm. When we had ever seen him do that, flat out whiffed. They should have kept the ball with Foreman. He was doing his best Derrick Henry impersonation. He was looking pretty dang good at it, too. And as far as Ryan Tannehill, I understand why they had made him throw as many times as he did throw. It's not like he threw a crazy amount now. He just having to make a few mistakes with the the tart with some of the opportunities he had. But I really do feel like Tennessee's defense was in it to win it. That man Simmons is an absolute monster. Your whole D line is a problem. That is an all pro D line you got right there. Everybody in there was key in everything you've done this season. And your secondary ain't no chumps either. They was ready to catch the ball if they made a mistake out there. The problem is that Burrow just came a little bit too hot and had way too many opportunities off of the turnovers. The O-line for the Bengals is atrocious. Their weapons, they have one great weapon, average at best at the rest, and the defense can't come alive. But I'm not expecting much from that defense at all, to be honest with you. So I'm going to pass it right over there to my man SoCal real quick with it. What up? So my take on the game, I'm, I'm going to call that game right place at the wrong time because I don't believe the game was on Tannehill's hands. Well, I don't believe he's the reason why they lost the game. I believe the receiver that, that bobbled the catch – that allowed the cornerback on the Bengals to catch the ball because it was a bobbled catch, mm-hmm. and then interception off the bobble is what cost them the game. That is the single play that turned the game against the Titans. Up until that, I thought the Titans were doing great, 
I thought the Titans came out with energy. Uh, yes, Derrick Henry did seem gas at the first. And Big Boy, you were right, man. That that whiff on that stiff arm blew me away. I was like, what? I mean, that guy usually will punch dudes into hell. I mean, it, it's it's not even close. I mean, usually you put that man puts a hand on you. It's down goes Frazier. And I think I said that in our voice thing. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I mean, that's how hard this man hits you. And to see him not be able to hit was kind of shocking. But that backup running back, you guys got something there, Joey Brown. You have something there in that backup. I don't know if Derrick Henry blew the dust on him or what, but that boy, boy, that's a tank being built, and that's an M1 Abrams ready to go for next season. Let me tell you, you might have the best one-two punch next year in the NFL. I'm going to say that. But as far as uh, the, the Bengals go, I think they got lucky. And like I said at the beginning of my, of my uh, statement here, I think it was the right place at the wrong time for for the for the uh, for the Titans. All right, everybody, hold on your horses. Here comes two wallets. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna take a full five minutes because everything you guys said was on the nail, Daniel. You pretty much hit it on the head with, <laughs> oh, boy. How do I say this? Okay. Big boy, you're right. SoCal, you're right. Right place, wrong time. I, I, I think the last time I seen him miss a stiff arm was in college. And that's only because he accidentally jumped over the guy that he was arming. So, right now, I'm more worried about our coaching situation. I've had time to come down emotionally after watching over and over again and seeing this game three times already. The very first play was a Ryan Tannehill interception. The very last offensive possession for the Titans was a Ryan Tannehill interception. The second interception is the one I'm pissed about. Is the one in the red zone. I understand. I think some quarterbacks see the DB sitting at the line ready to blitz and change out of it to either a stretch and or a screen that's right behind the blitzing DB. You've seen Peyton do it. You've seen Tom do it. You've seen Russ do it. Anyway, um, right now, I do not know. I do not know if Ryan Tannehill will be the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans last year. Now, SoCal, this is going to be me and you for another day. And we're going to play good cop, bad cop. I just don't know which one we're going to be. Because right now, I'm feeling really bad cop about Ryan Tannehill. Because for two years... I felt really, really okay. Like, okay, that might be my quarterback. And this year I'm like, okay, worst interception interception to touchdown ratio without King Henry. That's exactly what he looked like in Miami without a run game. We need a guy. Kyler Murray's, i.e. the, you know, Joe Burrows, so on and so forth. So right now I'm looking more towards the future. I'm looking towards moving on. And um, I'll take a minute less, and I would love to hear you guys uh, what you think about that. Um, I'm thinking 
Maybe Aaron Rodgers says, I'll go to Tennessee. Actually, I mean, the, the name that I heard actually today in one of the articles I was reading was uh, trading for Kirk Cousins is uh, the name that I heard. Ooh. Which, I don't know how that works, but that's Ooh. what I heard. Big yeah. Chief, go to the next one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Big Chief, go to the next one. Hold on. Okay, if that happens, I will live right here, get some paper with hot sauce on it, and eat it. I want to see like that, big boy. I want to see cousins, I want to see that. Up on the Tennessee Titans, I will put hot sauce on paper and eat it right here. Alright, you heard him. We got to get on that. All Go right. get your cousins. Go get your cousins. Everybody throw it on YouTube or throw it on Facebook. Do it. I'll repeat it. If Kirk Cousins ends up on my Titans, I will get a piece of paper, put hot sauce on it, and I will eat it. Hold on. Um, I mean, log into my NFLshop.com account real quick. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got a Kirk Cousins jersey coming to you. <laughs> no. Yep, I, you will wear it. You're gonna wear it on this show. You gotta. Yeah. I believe Jenny has a better all season long. All right, all right. So, real quick, who you got winning Super Bowl pick? Who's who's gonna be in Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium? Let's start, big boy. What you got? Uh, a rematch. Forty nine is the Chiefs. Okay. You know, I got the Chiefs and the Rams all day, every day. Two odds. I had the 49ers and the Titans. Write it down. Yeah. Rashad, we will. We will, Miss Pittsburgh. We will. I had the 49ers and the Titans because they were the two most physical teams on the field in this postseason. Now that my Tennessee Titans are out and we saw how physical they can be, I'm going to stick with my picks. But I have a feeling that the Rams will go, and as Big Chief can attest to, that was my original Super Bowl pick because I was nervous about OBJ orange juice. Okay? Just saying. Rashawn is saying Chiefs and Rams. I'm sticking with Chiefs and Rams. Um, you know. Told you it wasn't Buffalo. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> so, so I thought Buffalo had that. I can't. Forget. I was 13 seconds away from saying I told you AFC Championship game was going to be in Buffalo. Never, <laughs> ever, 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 ever vote against against. However, however, I'm going to say this real quick because uh, if you guys want to hear our reaction, oh Jeff, Bengals and Rams. You know, hey, talk about a Matthew Stafford fan. This dude is ecstatic. I might have to buy him a Ram Stafford jersey just because he's so happy for Stafford. Oh, he's talking about this dude, Jeff, or me? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. I will buy Jeff. I have to buy Jeff a Stafford Rams jersey just because he's such a. He was a diehard Michigan. You know, he's from Michigan. He's from. He's a big De- Detroit Lions fan. I think the whole entire city of Detroit is real pulling for for uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams because they probably say about time, but. Let me tell you, this is probably the first time that I haven't thought that, oh, boy, this game is over since Alex Smith the eight days. Because if Alex Smith was a quarterback, 
against this team and they scored in 13 seconds with 13 seconds left, I probably would have been like, yeah, this is over. There's, there's no way in heck that they're going to come back. Now, I was shocked that they didn't squib the kick, but you don't want to give him that much time, you know, so they go ahead and go ahead and go out, kick it deep. But with 13 seconds left, it was awesome. I was like, Stafford's going to Disney World. He's going to buy a ticket. He's going to buy a ticket to go see Patrick Mahomes there. So, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but uh, but uh, this game was great. I was loving it. Like I said, I said it in a uh, go back on YouTube. You can see our, my reaction. I was talking about this earlier. It's probably the first time in a while I was yelling to TV. I loved it. And I can I could see either team winning. But as far as this, this AFC championship game goes, now in week 17, they beat us in, in their house. But we didn't have a couple key players. I think hopefully Matthew will come back for this game. He didn't practice today, but I think he might be able to clear be cleared by by Sunday. If this game was Saturday, I would say he would not be in it. But since it's a Sunday at three o'clock, I think he most likely will play. Um, I'm just really concerned. I don't know if Jamal Chart Jamal Chase will have that big of a game as he had against the Chiefs because I think they know what they're going to get and they're going to probably make Higgins, but beat you. But this defense is coming along. They look healthy. The running game for the Chiefs is going to be a key because they ran the ball great against Buffalo. Even with little Mighty Mouse C-E-H, he, he's, he made a believer out of me for one week. He had some really good runs for one week. Make it two. What do you call him? E-A Ching. C-E-H. Clyde Edwards Allaire. C-E-H. <laughs> there you go. Uh, C-E-H. If you can make a believer out of me. However, I did. they did, however, they let Josh Gordon go. That's what I was talking about. Josh Gordon did not do as what what I thought he would do that Odell does for the Rams. They did, however, bring him back in the, for the, hopefully the practice squad, and they will um, hopefully if they if he could have a good off season with them, maybe he'll do something next year. Um, but I don't think he'll be playing for the Chiefs as far as the rest of the, the rest of this season. So, so that's what I think about that. Um, real quick. We talk about that. You got anything else on this game, guys? Real quick, I know you know. I want to get to a couple other things. Anything else in this game? You guys thought about as far as the Chief and the Bills game went? Overtime rules need to change. All right, that's a long conversation. Okay, that's a long conversation. Okay, that's a long conversation. Back in, were you guys crying back when this happened to Mahomes? In, yes, in time in nineteen. Yes, actually, they were. Yes. Okay. So if you change it, if you change the rules, when does the game stop? Okay. Hey, so hey, are we gonna give everybody a participation award now? Is that what we're doing in the NFL? Hey, hey, you don't score. Hey, we're gonna take care of you. Don't worry, you go play. Okay, you <laughs> score. Okay, now you go play. So at some point, the game's out. It's a long conversation, but no. I real real quickly, real real quickly, you can change it only if you would have changed it to what it should have been in the first place. There is no copyright. College football has the most exciting Oh, I know you don't agree, but guess what? Oh, look at that. I got somebody agreeing with me even before I said it. College football has the right overtime. Guess what? Vegas would lose their mind. That's the only reason why it doesn't happen. It would mess up everybody's betting line if that happened. So... And fantasy football would go insane. 
<laughs> so the Chiefs made a, a made a thing back in then. They said, "All right, this is what what you could do. We allow first two touchdowns. If if a person can score two, a touchdown, you can the other team can have the ball, try to score a touchdown to, to tie it, and then after that the next score wins." The only person that was interested in that was Jerry Jones. The rest of the owners were like, no. So that means the Buffalo owner that is crying right now saying that they need to change the rules, he had no – he didn't care because his, that didn't happen to his team. Because if any Buffalo – You don't have to worry about that. Right. And if any other Buffalo fan – no, if any Buffalo fan out there says this, the rules are stupid, I guarantee if it was the other way around because it could have been the other way around, and Josh Allen could have went all the way down and scored. And Mahomes, for the second straight time, could have been sitting on the bench in his home stadium without touching the ball, and they wouldn't have cared because they got to finally go to the AFC Championship game. So I don't want to hear about rules to be changed. This is, it is what it is. It's not going to be changed. The big guy, if, if, if Tom Brady can't get the rule changed, then that's the only way it's going to happen. Because Brett Favre got the regular, the other rule, team, the rule change. Not, not, don't remember, forget me to say this. Brett Favre did not see the field. They kick a field goal. Brett Favre gets eliminated when he was in Minnesota, and he did not get his field. Yeah. What Minnesota. they do? What they do? All of a sudden, guess what? If a touchdown, if they let's, if they kick a field goal, the other team gets it. Well, Tom Brady and Josh Allen, or Matt Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, aren't that big of a quarterback as far as that can get the rules changed. The only guy that can do it is Tom Brady. And if that would have happened to Tom Brady, then they would have been like, guess what? The rules need to be changed. I got the Buffalo owner here. He said he's gonna talk in the background. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Oh, okay, that's all. <laughs> so he said we're bringing up old stuff. I'm just saying. I'm just I don't know saying. He was by the door. He was walking out because he got mad. What you said? Yeah. Hey, go, go. Go bring up old stuff, bitchy. Go give me some buffalo wings with ranch. All right. Yeah. Give me some ranch. Extra, extra yes, extra saucy. No blue cheese. So. Um, no blue jeans. Yeah. <laughs> before we get into um, um, some other topics around the sports, SoCal, you got some Dolphin talk for us for a little bit? What you got for Dolphin latest news? What's up, Dolphin Nation? The things I want to talk to you guys about is the coaching search. There's a lot of things online being talked about, saying that Brian Dable may be the guy, Mike McDaniels might be the guy. There's one thing I know about the Miami Dolphins. Nobody knows nothing. Because our GM and our owner don't talk. So any reports out there that say Brian Dable's leading or Mike McDaniels is leading in the coaching search, they're lies. Nobody knows. Nobody is talking to, to Chris Greer. Nobody is talking to Stephen Ross. There's so many bull reports out there. I'm seeing a lot of stuff on YouTube, a lot of stuff in on news articles, uh, just wild stuff, and nobody knows. We just have to be still and and, and wait and see what's going to happen there with that search. I mean, we can want who we want, all we want, but that's that is far in between from you know what's being actually said. Nobody knows anything. The other thing I want to talk about. I'm going to have a show coming out on YouTube, uh, presented here by Sports Daddy TV um, in a week or so. Uh, my first topic is going to be titled Tua Hate. And I'm going to go through all the numbers with all the uh, – the, there's six quarterbacks, top six quarterbacks in the AFC. 
And we're going to compare his numbers, all his numbers, to all the six numbers and see where he stacks up. Because all I hear about Tua is that he is not the guy. And I have my theory on what I think. And then there's everybody else out there who thinks the guy isn't who I think he is. So we're going to compare him in numbers. And this is not college numbers. This is only the first 18 games of his career and lining up with the other six quarterbacks' first 18 games of their careers. So we can see where he stacks up. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, what people have to say in the Dolphin Nation about that. But we're going to be talking also about free agencies coming up. We'll be talking about the draft. I'll be breaking down draft prospects for the Dolphins and who I think they should get, who we should resign, uh, all that stuff coming on that sh- on that show. So be be looking out for that. Um, the question I want to ask you guys here on the show right now is, who do you think the Dolphins should hire and why? Oh, oh. Gee. All right. Uh, so, I think you should go down to Michigan. Okay, I think the guy that you need to get down is to, get, to go get down call call Jar Jar, Mr. Harbaugh out there and say, hey, what does it take for you to come out here and do what you did in San Francisco? Um, you know, he he took not forget he took Colin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl. And if it wasn't for mysterious lights going out, right? Who, who knows? They the Niners could have gotten that championship that they've come this close so far in the last few years to getting. Um, I'm not saying Kaepernick and two are equal. I'm just saying the skill set are maybe not even that equal at all. I think comparison wise, though, he has potentially to be better than Kaepernick, but you know he might have a tad of uh, skill sets as far as that. So I would go to. I would go to Michigan and say, look, come here. You know, this is not a college coach going to the pros. This guy's proven it in the pros already. This isn't a Nick Saban. This isn't a, you know, Urban Meyer experiment. This guy has pedigree, right? His name is Harbaugh. He was a coach. And he's also quarterback in the NFL before. So he has that pedigree to do anything. And I know Jeff. Jeff saying Harbaugh staying in Michigan is staying at Michigan. But there's a lot of people that says he's gonna stay at Michigan. He may not. I think uh he will he will go to uh I swear I think he should go. I think he should go to Miami. But that's my take. Big boy, what you taking? Left field, left field, left field, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. I like what he could do with offenses. I think with the gases as a running back, he could get a lot more out of him. That way. John Payne will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, he said. This oh, is John. unconfirmed, people. This is unconfirmed. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we should be on the show. That did not I actually, that actually believe that. I actually believe Sean Payton will end up with the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be horrific. <laughs> All right. Big boy. Uh, two wallets. Go ahead. Who do you think? Um, if he's got left field, I got right field. Um, I'm one of these people who believe that coaching is not a one-man sport. You got to have at least two. Okay, so We're the defensive coordinator for me. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was rolling. 
<laughs> so the defensive coordinator for me for Miami, which is a fit for both, you got technical and then you got a hyper aggression. So Keith just Keith Butler just became available. Um SoCal, I believe you love the way that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been for the last eight years. Their defensive coordinator just became available. And then the other guy who's real, real edgy and hyper-aggressive, Jim Schwartz. Those two dudes are available for defensive coordinator. Now, when you hire the head coach, I've been kind of stuck, but I've always been leading. It still makes sense, and I know it's been teased around. Jim Codwell. I'm a huge Jim Codwell guy. I believe he should be in the NFL somewhere. And I will say it like this. So, Cal, good luck on your coaching search because it's not going to be easy, especially now with Sean Payton coming out. None of this is going to get any easier. Well, Sean Payton retired. He didn't get fired. He said he's retiring he could be taking a day off. He could be taking. He could take a year off. A month. And I, and I did hear Caldwell to the Bears. I, I did hear that today also. That he's had two interviews. Yeah, I, I, I. But I'm hearing that he he is who they like. All right. Oh, so just one more thing. How awesome would it be if Keith Butler and Byron Leftwich, who have both been in Pittsburgh and been with Bruce Arians, go to Miami and change the whole scene? I don't know if you, uh, Big Chief, I think you're a little bit of aware of Byron Leftwich. SoCal, we can go into that later. I'll I'll tag you up on why Byron Leftwich should be your head coach ab above everybody else. And Big Boy, I'm not sure if you know about Byron Leftwich. No, I didn't get that newsletter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll fill you all in. That's because it's I'm in the spam mail folder. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll send you the binder later. All right. that, that dude's a read. All right. So let's get, we're going to switch into was the Hall of Fame was this past, uh, yesterday, in fact. And boy, what am I going to say here? Uh, I'm happy for the guy that got in. I'm really disappointed on how that other people didn't get in. Now, to, to inform everybody, you need 75% of the writers' votes to get into the Hall of Fame for baseball. So that means the baseball, just like last year, could vote nobody in. They don't have what the NFL, how the NFL has, where it's automatic five guys goes into the the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame. Minimum five. I think it's five to seven for NFL football. So Poppy gets 77.9% of the vote. So he barely makes it. So what I have a problem with is this. The sports writers now are old farts. But you got some new sports writers that grew up in the era. I get it. It's steroid era. I get it. it sorry, but without steroid era in baseball, at least what happened in that era, baseball does not come back from the strike. Where are they at now? They are striking about money. More money. Baseball is all about money. More revenue for the players, more revenue for the owners. We're not playing. They deserve it. Okay, so now they're not playing. It took that long to get a 60-game schedule back in 2020 just to figure out that because they needed what was going on 
what was going on. Now they want they get a full year, and all of a sudden it's well, we want more money, we want more this money, that money. If it's all about money, you lose players. But these players that 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 brought baseball back deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they do. And for for Barry Bonds, the home run king, to get 66% of the vote, his final year, his 10th year, is absurd. You made the guy pay for 10 years. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Him, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, all should be first ballot. You made him wait 10 years. So you made him pay. But guess what? You didn't take away their records. They still got fame. So put them in. Put the asterisk on it. You want to put steroid era around the whole thing? Go ahead. These baseball writers made a mistake. 66% for Barry Bonds. 65% for Roger Clemens. 58% for Kurt Schilling. Those four, those other three should be with David Ortiz. Because what? Because I guarantee you, Big Poppy ain't clean, folks. He did some stuff. He was a great player. He was a great player spoiled okay he was a great player but i guarantee his closet is not clean and what do you guys got can i please go next because i'm the least baseball guy here for me personally so cal you told me about your blue jays for over 20 years and how you used to root for them Big boy, you told me you're a Yankee guy. Big Chief, you're the biggest Dodger fan other than I, that I know, other than my wife. And then my cousin Parker, he's the hugest Angel fan. And FYI, Big Chief, you got a partner for baseball, just letting you know. So if it wasn't for Sammy Salsa, Barry Bonds, and Tobey and well, did I almost say Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. show me my money. And Mark Maguire, and the long ball in those years, I would have never turned on baseball. Now, every single year, ever since then, I have to watch the All Star game because that's the start of my season for baseball. And then after that, I have to watch a postseason because. I get irritated watching the season because the intensity level of baseball, it has that passion in October. I don't see it in any other part of the season, which is that's the part of baseball I love. I can't get into the numbers like you guys can, but all I know is the passion, the intensity, the pitching, the intelligence, hitting the corner of the strike zone, like throwing a guy out of the plate, which is probably my favorite play seeing a guy see if he can truck stick somebody, which they took out the game. That's my favorite part of baseball. You see that passion. It's in October. That's when I can watch baseball. That part, Sammy, Mark, Barry, they turned a sport that I never watched professionally in my life growing up to when I was an adult be like, ooh, I can watch this. So to all the people who didn't vote in Barry Bonds because they have something personally against his agenda, shame on you. 
These would be the same guys who will try and hold Aaron Rodgers out of the Hall of Fame from being a first ballot Hall of Famer just because he was immunized. These are those same people. I agree with you 100%, Big Chief. We got to get these old farts off the screen and off the pages, and we got to get some new blood in there and start looking at just the product on the field, not outside of the box. Go ahead, guys. I'm going to pick up the mic. I say it's a true shame that these people didn't get into the Hall of Fame. Because when you look at the stuff they did, it's truly remarkable. And it's amazing how they still stand in like, if I had to be going like what, 20, 20 something years later, still got them. These people have huge impacts on the all of baseball, history and now. And if y'all don't want to let them in because of some steroids, well, guess what? I've met some dude that was a huge baseball fan his whole life, and he said every baseball club says this. If you're not cheating, you don't want it enough. <laughs> if you are not cheating, you don't want to win enough. You're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> because I guarantee you, if they start testing everybody in the league, there'd be a lot less players. And if they really want some money, though, come to play, come play for my New York Yankees. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of money over here, a lot of spending money real quick. But I do say that these people did have a huge impact. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They shouldn't be penalized over something as meaningless as this. If they ain't taking their awards away nothing like that, then guess what? That means that they stand and these things prove that they were without a doubt some of the best players in the history of the game. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, period. I'm going to pass the mic to one of my two partners, either over here or over here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so let me let me start back. Uh, I've been watching baseball for a very long time. Uh, as as uh, Two Wallace said, I'm a I'm a huge Blue Jay fan. Uh, Blue Jays are in the blood, uh, Canadian blood. So it runs deep there. Roger Clemens was or is a Blue Jay legend, and so for him not to get in, for everybody in Toronto. Heartbroken. Uh, I want to say something, though, before I talk about the steroid era. I'd like to go back a little further. And a lot of people don't really realize it. But watching baseball as long as I have and loving baseball as long as I did, there were other eras that came before the steroids era. One era was the cork in the bat era, where players were corking the bats for home runs. One guy in particular, his name is George Brett. George Brett got caught with cork in his bat hitting a home run. Guess what? He's in the Hall of Fame. He was a cheater. X era was pine tar. All right? Pine tar was the next era where, where players were putting pine tar up higher on the bat so when they hit the ball, the ball would go further. Guess what? It's a cheating move. Then came – yes, go ahead. George, George Brett did that too. Yeah, did that too. <laughs> Then came the steroid era. Steroid era in M in the MLB might be just one of the best eras that baseball has ever seen. You had some of the yes, you had guys juiced. Everybody was juiced. It was if you want to say it was unfair, then ev everybody that was 
that was a cleanup hitter was juiced. So it was fair. Everybody was doing it. Was it right? No, it wasn't right. But you can't negate the other errors that happened that those guys did that was wrong, and they made it into the Hall of Fame and, and, and get Barry out and get Clemens out and get Schilling out. Those are atrocious to let those guys in. We're talking about some of the pillars of the MLB. Barry Bonds, one of the most recognized players in MLB history. His his name is 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 in legend in San Francisco. Before he even made it to San Francisco, he was legend in Pittsburgh as a pirate. I remember him as a pirate. I he was a great player outfielder for the Pirates. And I mean, I could go on and on. People were paying mega bucks for one of Barry's balls out in the in the in the ocean if he hit a home run. People were in canoes trying to get the dang ball. To not let Barry in the game, not let Barry in. Yeah, Pete Rose, another one. Not not let Barry in. I think from a fan's perspective, is a tragedy. If you're gonna allow them and not that not that if you're gonna let them in meaning George Brett and the, and the likes of that era and not let in Barry in the loss of it in his era. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if that's the case, then no one from the Houston Astros should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Because if you're going to do that, then they cheated the game. Right? If you're not going to let the 19 um, White Sox – Black so- the Black Sox and the shoes Joe's not in the in there, so that means the Astros shouldn't be in there. If you're gonna hold them, if you're gonna hold, if you're gonna hold this one arrow, you gotta do the other. Okay, you gotta do one. If you just if you do one arrow, you gotta do the other. Pete Rose needs to be in. He should be in. Pete Rose should be in. Okay, talk about a guy that's paid his dues. But I know these players say, "Oh, we don't mind." I don't. You know, it's not. I don't care. I didn't play this game to get in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens said that. I didn't play this game to go in the Hall of Fame. I played this game because I loved it. None of these guys admit it's not, we're talking about a book that that no one's hasn't really came out. We're talking about an investigation that came out that some names were on there, but no one's physically said has proof that they're dirty. Investigation that came out. No proof that they're actually dirty. So we'll see what happens. I just personally think, like I said, they should have been in there, but that's all our takes on that. Um, Can I get one more, just one last thing? I usually have something like these little epiphanies. I say the dumb, smart person. When are we going to get a dumb, smart billionaire who doesn't like the way baseball is being voted in their greatest stars to say, you know what? Let me buy a huge chunk of land and let me build something and start baseball off on this kind of way that I can adopt baseball Hall of Fame in my way. That's really inappropriate there. I don't know if they'll ever have that, but what I think they'll have and is now those guys that I mentioned, Bonds, Clemens, Sherlin, Schilling, they cannot be voted anymore in to the um, by the writers. The writers used to be 15 years. You had a 15-year limit. Now it's down to 10. So to the, yesterday was their 10th year. They can, however, 
one day maybe get in as a veterans committee will let these guys in. There's a lot of backlash from even baseball players today. I saw other baseball players and other sports in general that said to not have these guys in the Hall of Fame is an atrocity, which mm-hmm. is truly is. Okay. I have from Mark from Marcus Stroman, who's the pitcher. Blue okay. For, for for the Blue Jays, right? To uh Tory Hunter, right? Who was a Detroit who was a okay, to football and Patrick Mahomes. Who grew up in baseball because of his father? So he's was he's seen it all his life. He was seen it there. So these guys should be in. But that's enough about baseball. I'm gonna bring it into a little bit about the basketball because I know Romero's watching also. The Lakers. What is up with the Lakers? They had a great game yesterday. They played a good Brooklyn team, but not really a good Brooklyn team who didn't have Durant. Okay. How can they fix the Lakers this year? This is the only team I, I'm not even a Laker fan. I know SoCal's a big Laker fan, but this is the team that supposedly should have have it all. And yes, I know AD is back, but do they need to trade somebody? Who are they trading? Who are they getting rid of to fix this? Because they're not going anywhere. Whew. You got to get rid of the Russ book. Russ book has got to go. Who are you training them for? John Wall. John Wall? John Wall. Man. I got a couple trade scenarios, actually, for Westbrook that I that I looked up today. Can I just throw them out there to you guys and see what you guys sure. think? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So if we're going to trade Westbrook, all these trades that I have here written down, these are these are for Westbrook straight up. Okay? Okay. So you trade Russell Westbrook. To the Rockets for John Wall, straight up. Just a straight trade, okay? The next trade is to, to Minnesota. You trade Westbrook for D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, right? Or or you trade Westbrook to the Knicks, and you get back in return Kimba Walker or Kimba. You get Nerls <laughs> Noel and Evan Frontier or Fanier. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> you had one guy walk off. Hey, I'm just and, telling you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> he's walking off with this. Nah. Nah. And, and Mr. Nick over there, nah. Mr. New York Nick. Nah. The minute you said the hey. Knicks, he was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> New York is not for him. Well, I, I hear, I hear they like him. Nope. Nope. No. 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 That's just. Mm-mm. Westbrook for Ben Simmons. Wow. The, the other, the other, the other uh, elephant in the room is that it came out that certain players want to play with LeBron. One player that specifically said that is Jeremy Grant. Said, "I, I'll go to Lakers, but I don't want to play with LeBron." So I think you're going to have to do something with LeBron. I think it's time that we do something with him. I don't think anybody wants to play with him anymore. I think he's lost his lust. Okay. So when is everybody going to know that LeBron James is a team killer? LeBron James is a team killer. He's been a team organizational killer. killer is more like it. Well, team killer, organization killer, doesn't matter what you think. What you say? He killed everybody. Look what the he Cavs are doing. Look, look what the Cavs are doing now with their young talent and a coach that finally says, "Okay, good, I can buy in and move these guys." They're actually playing decent basketball. Miami rebuilt their whole entire thing. Had a couple 
Yes, they got a couple championships out of it. But now they're finally coming out. They were in the finals just a couple years ago. Okay. And look and and they're they have a good chance once they get a couple people, key guys healthy, to get right back in being the thick of the playoffs again. Look what they're doing to the Lakers. OMG. These Lakers are not your daddy's Lakers. Right? These, these Lakers aren't Lakers from Five they're years not ago, the Kobe guys. Lakers. They're not. They're not the Kobe. They're not the no. Kobe Lakers. They're not the Kobe and Paul Lakers. They're not the Kobe. They're not the Shaq Lakers. Heck, they're not even the Lakers when the Lamar Odom Kobe Bryant Lakers. We're not the Van Exel Lakers. Now, my question is this: Which team would you? What team beats who? 04 Lakers or the 2021-2022 Lakers? Say that again. The 04 Lakers. Oh, they're dominating. They're they're Against they're destroying this Laker the 22 team. Lakers. Yeah, they're beating the they're they're beating the, well, the Lakers nowadays. Okay. So now that we have into the ring, coming down to the ring, let's see two wallets. He's uh over here. Oh, oh. Look yeah, like he's he gonna throw some haymakers. Let's see what he got. Adrian. <laughs> see, this is the topic I was waiting for. I am sick and tired of LeBron. I don't know how much I can say this and how many times I can say it. Russell Westbrook was the right trade. Does anybody pay attention to anything that happens to LeBron James when it comes to a major trade? He goes from Cleveland to Miami. He doesn't know how to win a title. He learns how to win a title from Dwayne Wade. Okay, I go back to Cleveland. I'm trying to teach Kyrie how to be Kyrie, but I can't. So I got to leave again. So now I'm going to go to L.A. After winning one title in Cleveland, the skill set that I picked up from D-Wade, the skill set that he picked up from Kyrie Irving, okay, I'm going to go to Miami and I'm going to shoot way too many threes. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to shoot too many threes. Then Westbrook comes on and he says, okay, how do I maximize my energy on the court? LeBron is the greatest chameleon on the court I've ever seen. He takes pieces of other people's game and sticks it to himself and says, ooh, I can make that work my way. His turnovers are up. He Last two games, two for eight, one for eight. Nobody's killing LeBron. He's three for 16 in his last two games from three-pointer. If Russell Westbrook does that, Russell Westbrook is a problem. I got everybody on every network saying that, oh, LeBron is the MVP. Russell Westbrook was doing that for the Washington Wizards. And everybody's hating on this man. How many times do I have to say, give the team to Russ? Stop running this old school team with two centers. Put five guys on the floor that like to run. That's what they had to change in Washington. And guess what? They started winning. With the Thunder, Kevin Durant didn't want to do that because, oh, I like to spot up shoot. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, run and shoot. He changed the whole Warriors. They left. They, he started, the Warriors started running again. Nobody sees this. 
Russ, everywhere he goes, the reason why he gets the rebounds and assists is to conserve energy for his teammates. There's never been a guy other than Harden and CP3 who says that Russell Westbrook is a problem. I'm sorry, I said CP3. I meant Kevin Durant. Nobody else talks about Russ Westbrook being a problem. Everybody says how much of a how much of a great teammate he is, how much he'll go to bat for you. He'll bring food to your house. Oh, he's fool's gold. Really? You want to know who fool's gold is? AD. He's the top five greatest player in the world right now. The dude can't stay on the court. How 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 can you be top five in the NBA? Look, I like I like Kawhi Leonard. He's not the best player in the world if he's not on the court. Who are you telling? <laughs> right? <laughs> LeBron, leave LA. Leave my town. I was sick of you on my team. Now you're in my town. Right? I'm sick of him on my team. I was sick. So, Cal, so we can get this on the record. How many times did I say before he signed in Miami? I want Rudy Gay, Wade, and Chris Bosch together, not Brown. About a million. Because I wanted three dudes to play as a team. And guess what I got now in Miami? I got Butler, I got Hero, my hero, and I got Bam. And guess what they all do? They all play as a team, and they all average high assists for their position. Why? Because they play as a team. You know who doesn't do that anymore? LeBron. And now he has a whole new excuse. I'm chasing the, the points record. Do it somewhere else. All right, so I got a question for you guys, the, especially the two guys that don't like LeBron. You have to use either Tom Brady on the Dolphins or, Le- or LeBron on the Lakers, Tom Brady on the Titans or LeBron or LeBron on the Heat. Who are you taking? Tom Brady on the Dolphins. What's that? I'm a Cardinals. Tom Brady on the Dolphins. <laughs> no, you can't be a Cardinals. Two, two, two teams, two wallets. You got Tom Brady either going to be on the Cardinals or the Titans. Who are you picking? Oh, that's easy. Technically, you- I've already had LeBron on my team, so I'm excluded from this question. Okay, LeBron's going on your Warriors, or LeBron's going, or the, or the, you know, no, no Curry. LeBron goes to the Warriors, or Tom Brady goes to the Titans, or you know what? I'll take him on for two games, and then I'll trade him. <laughs> hey man, I hate Tom Brady, but I hate LeBron more. The problem with LeBron is that. At this point, he cannot be with another superstar because all he's going to do is just destroy that next superstar's career. Yeah, he's going to make him sit in the corner. Hey, wait until I throw the ball, and then he can shoot threes. Chris Bosh, turn him to a spot-up shooter. Kevin yeah. Love, turn him to a spot-up shooter. What do you think is going to have an AD? And the only reason yeah. I have to trade Westbrook is because Westbrook just doesn't fit <laughs> in my book in the X. Yeah, and he might be onto something about that one right there. <laughs> Well, hey, you I'll know, take I'll take LeBron on my Titans as a tight end. I need a tight end. I'll, I'll take LeBron as a tight end. And All I, right. So I got a couple things. Uh, did you guys hear about this? Uh, Kansas City Chief Kingdom, Kansas City Chief uh, uh, fan Facebook club fan page donated thirteen dollars to the Josh Allen of. Uh, O'Shea Children's Hospital Fund, and as of as of when I wrote all this, I love this it, woman. 
That's <laughs> right. What she said is right. Right on point. LeBron is a brat. He holds a tantrum. He can't play anything. Can't... Yeah, he does. True. Um, so far, the Chiefs Kingdom fan club has donated, as of the time I started this, 2555 $255,000 plus to donating to the Josh Allen Fund on all he did. All the, and it was, uh, I mean, $13. $13. Um, they've raised that much money to uh, the Josh Allen Fund. Uh, unasked. They just said, somebody came up and said, we should all, don- they were going to donate it to Patrick Mahomes. A charity, and they say, you know what? Let's 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 take it to, let's donate it to Josh Allen. Um, I know some people probably go, oh, that's messed up. Josh Allen didn't ask for this. Chief Kingdom came out of nowhere and said, you know, yes, classy move, and said, we'll we'll donate this, and it was a great, great, great cause. Also, I saw today is the two year anniversary of Kobe Bryant. Passing away, suddenly passing away, him and his daughter Gigi, and all and everybody else that's been, that was on that helicopter crash. Um, I saw this post on Instagram that a statue of Kobe Bryant and Gianna was placed at the site of the helicopter crash in Calabasas on Wednesday to mark the two years of of, of uh, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Uh, Kobe Bryant wearing a Lakers jersey, hugged with his arm around his shoulder, uh, with Gianna wearing her. Or basketball jersey as well at the crash site. So that is pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, honoring this man uh, who was taken too soon, his daughter taken too soon, and among everybody else that was on that helicopter crash, yeah. everybody on that in that thing. So yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Vanessa donated necklaces with Kobe and uh, Gianna on the necklace, little statuettes of them on the necklace to some of Kobe's teammates past teammates and uh Lamar Lamar Odom showed his and I thought it was a pretty classy move on her part and the, and the necklace is dope. Yeah. So those are those are a couple things in the sports and also the all-time games Ironman in hockey was broken, which is pretty impressive. Now, it's not a lot of games as far as like baseball Ironman or or football Ironman, but it is hockey where they get beat up on a nightly basis probably more than football players. Where less padding than football. Yeah. We're, we're less padding. And Keith Yandel of the Philadelphia Flyers broke a 47-year-old record with 965 straight games in in the NHL, which is pretty garnering impressive. And I bet um, you he's toothless right now. <laughs> he probably is. They call him gummy bear. Right. Yeah. So Do you um, want to cap that? Right, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, I mean, he probably got a good dental dental plan. Somebody, somebody, said, all right, let's do this. But uh, that's what's going on right now. Um, other than that, uh, right now I'm looking at my Clippers are beating the Magic's right now, uh, and the Heat are beating the Knicks. So we have a Heat Knicks Coastal Bros special tonight. The number one team in the East is beating who? The New York Knickerbockers. Um, Don't worry, my Knicks shall rise. My Knicks shall so, rise. So, other than that. From 11. Uh, so, other than that. That's going to be making more glorious. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than, uh, obviously, the big football games coming up this weekend. We discussed that earlier about who, who you want to win. Is there any other sporting event, things that you're looking forward to? 
uh, this weekend as we're getting ready to close the show. We got about 10 minutes left. I'm personally looking um, forward to the, the Winter Olympics coming up real quick. Yeah. Speaking speak, speaking of Winter Olympics, can NHL has decided not to send any of their players to the Olympics this year, as they as I dropped my mic, as they uh, have decided to use that time to make up some games that they lost from the pandemic of people from uh, teams having to forfeit or not forfeit or postpone games. So they're going to try to shrink all those games missing. So I'm not sure about the All Star game because the All Star game is is going to happen also in Las Vegas and they are they have a different style. I like the skills. The skills challenge is pretty good. It's probably a little bit better um than maybe the NBA one, but just because it's it's, it's on ice and you got to do a lot of stuff with the puck, but the they do a 3 on 3 3 on 3 hockey instead. So it's a lot fast paced for the All-Star game. So it's almost like an exhibition free skating, which is really nice. So and she says, get some fake teeth. That'll look good. But get some fake teeth. Yeah. She was captain too. Yes. So um, anything else you guys looking forward to as far as anything besides not just, I mean, in sports in general, what do you guys look New movie yeah, coming out? Um, I'm going to do my, I know this is a couple months away, but I'm going to do my very best. I want to sit down and watch the full week. I believe it's two weeks of the U.S. Open. April. I'm looking forward to it. I want to actually sit down and watch golf. Like, I've never done it because I'm a huge tennis guy, but I want to sit down and watch golf. I love to play, but I actually want to sit down and fully watch it. All right. You sure you don't want to watch Go Ball? What's that? <laughs> We got an inside thing with that one, huh, Joe? <laughs> no, that's what you and – Oh, ball. That's Joey's go ball. Go ball. Go ball. Exactly right. Nope. Nope. No. I'm not excited to that. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I'm just thing. looking forward to football, man. I'm, I, I, it's the end of the year. I am actually can't wait for, for football to be over so we get to the offseason. The draft, yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm dying to hear. I'm sorry, I'm dying to get there. So we get to the USFL. That's what we're gonna do. Because guess what? You all, everybody has to pick a USFL team to root for. All right, okay, from scratch. I don't care if you like the colors, the name, the the player, the coach. When they when they finally get the head coaches announced, but let's hope this this spring league survives a whole year because. You guys run around, but when the XFL was on two wallets and I, it was some good games that we were watching. And for if you just like football in general, it doesn't have to be if you if you're just a big football guy because you like you love you deep in love football, then you could watch any football. It doesn't have to always be the National Football League. And we have they have some good good things, and I can't wait for that league to come back in 2023, 2024. But we get the USFL as soon as the Super Bowl is over. I think we get April, like right? I think it's in April. Yes, in April this year, we get we get some more football. So I can't wait for that. Also, if you get a chance, that Joe Montana documentary on Peacock is a great documentary about the life of Joe Montana. There's some funny stories in there, um, especially his years in Notre Dame 
on a certain number of a certain player that made it that was made a big movie of. So there's a lot of funny stuff in there. I guarantee you can get. If you have a chance, you go ahead and check that out. It's on Peacock. It's a doc. It's a six-part documentary. I believe the first four episodes are out now. I think they got a couple more. I think they come out on Wednesday. I think there's two more coming out, uh, or uh, today or tomorrow. One more, and then one more after that. So it's a great documentary. So. But other than that, anything else you guys got? I want to follow some local Orlando arena football. Yeah, man, I love arena football. I wish they still had it nationally. Man, for real, like. Yeah, I uh, I was, was seeing awesome. the Kiss when back when the LA Kiss were here. I like seeing back when uh, the Kiss had a, a team. And I was there. a huge event fan. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, remember that when we were yeah we used to work it, bro. Yeah. Like, that, was that was the stuff, bro. I walk around with that red crazy hair in the stadium. Dude, yeah, I had that up until two years ago. Yeah, that that was that was the business, man. Yeah, we used to work at Staples, not, not cryptocurrency. Cri- 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 yeah, cri- yeah. <laughs> Kobe Center is what we worked at. The Kobe Center. Oh, that would have been a better name. <laughs> Shack Center. You know what? This mic is driving me crazy. Yeah. The Shack Center. Yeah. Right? Shack Center. No, that's in Orlando. No, yeah, no, no. The Shack Center is not the Hamlet. Shack Center in Orlando. He was drafted over there. No, it's not the Shack Center. Not the Shack Center. It'd be the Kobe Center out here in LA. Right. Kobe. You know what's funny about Kobe Bryant, man? When Kobe Bryant first came to the Lakers, I loved I loved him as a rookie, but I always had in his early career, I always had a love-hate relationship with him. I just could I couldn't get around the, the cocky Kobe. I because getting to meet Kobe. Because Joey and I got to actually meet Kobe on many occasions working there. Getting to know a cocky Kobe and seeing how he interacted with other NBA players outside of the game. Because he was a douchebag to certain players. I watched him dog out uh, Mike Bibby. Just dog out. out. Yeah. And, And getting to see that and getting to see him later in his career, how he came full circle and matured. Man, that guy turned out to be a great human being. But early on in his career, man, he was a jerk to everybody. <laughs> it was just crazy to see that and be there behind the scenes to see it back that in killer, those days. That Mamba killer mentality, right? You thought he was yeah. to handle his business, make friends later. He was yeah, about- I do remember coming to work two hours early, three hours early, and Kobe will be out on the court after they got the court set up. He'd be out there shooting free throws with nobody in the dang arena. He did do that. I saw it with my own eyes. Yep. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. Rashawn says that she's looking forward to watching Encanto, Boba Fett, and the season two of The Mandalorian, more Marvel movies. Has anybody seen The Internals? Yes. What do you guys think? It filled in a lot of blanks. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs> And I'm talking about the after credits. <laughs> Which one? Both. 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 Okay. Both of them. But yeah. spoiler alert, if you're not or haven't seen the Eternals, I am a huge Blade fan. Love Blade. So if you guys haven't picked up that second scene when he's about to pick up that necromancer sword, which I assume it is, everybody says it's the other sword. But I don't believe it's the sword from the Arthur because 
she, uh, Thena had Arthur's sword on the ship. Yes. So the the sword with the uh, with the bloodlust, it can't be that sword. She has it on. Thena has it on the ship, which is a reason why she's more susceptible to going crazy. But the necromancer sword would be way easier to explain. It would also explain how Christian Bale gets the necromancer sword. And we'll know that the uh, the knight's not going to pick up the sword because Blade said, are you sure you're ready to go down that path? Mm-hmm. So I'm stoked. No more, no more spoilers. Oh, hey, hey, can, I ever, I ask you, can I ask you yeah. guys a, a sports question? Sure. All right. So, what did you guys think about UFC 270? And what did you think about Dana White walking out of the arena on Francis Ngannou at the end of the at the end of the fight? I didn't get a I chance didn't to watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch any of that. Fortunately, I haven't watched UFC in a while, um, because it just for me they don't. They have decent fights, but I, I can't pay that much money on on the uh, on the pay per views, and they have pay per views every day. I actually like the fight nights and the the U. I'll, I'll watch a couple of UFCs, but fortunately here out here in the East Coast, does this they come on way, way too late? Way too late. I mean, you talk about a football game coming on; these main fights don't start till 10, 11 o'clock at night, and end around one o'clock in the morning so i didn't get a chance to watch it once you fill us in a little bit we got about that uh, you got about five minutes of it well the the fight ended with Ngano winning in a decision which i thought was right um the whole card was a was a pretty good card uh the marino fight I, that didn't go the way i thought it was gonna go that Ngano fight was was a very very intriguing fight to me i thought that i actually thought sir Ogan was gonna win the fight um, just because of the rivalry that the two had and the calmness of Saragon during the buildup to the fight. But you can't, I always thought that uh, Francis Ngannou had to knock out uh, Saragon to win. Francis Ngannou showed that, that he has a ground game and that he can defend a ground game also. So he showed a new side of himself, and I think he did really well. Um, as you know, France, I don't know if you guys know or not, but Francis Ngannou has been going through contract disputes with Dana White and the UFC. Uh, Dana White doesn't want to give up any anything in the contract. Uh, Ngannou came out. I listened to to MMA podcast yesterday where Ngannou was talking to uh, uh, I forgot the little guy's name, uh, but he he was he was doing a uh, was doing an interview. And he said, you know, this this negotiation isn't about money to him. He doesn't care about the money. He'll make six hundred thousand. He doesn't care about that. He said, hey, if I am a independent contractor, then I'm an independent contractor, which means you have no control over me. And I and I agree with that. You can't tell the fighter what he can do if he's an independent contractor and he should be able to make his money, go home and do whatever he wants. If he wants to go box, he should be able to. And Dana shouldn't be able to tell him what he can and can't do if he's an independent contractor. So I agree. 100% with Francis Ngannou on that. I do think uh, at the end of the fight, though, Dana White usually wraps the belt around the, the champion or whoever wins the championship. Dana White was nowhere to be seen. Uh, it was said that he left the arena. Dana White usually does the, the post-fight co- uh, press conference. It's usually the first guy at the table to tell you know who was awarded what, who got what bonus, who had fight of the night. Dana White didn't show up to that either. Um, and it was a big deal. I watched the press conference. Everybody was wondering where Dana was. Dana never showed up. 
And uh, they were saying it was because of uh, uh, the, the ongoing litigation or, or discussion with Francis Ngannou in his camp. It also came out by Francis Ngannou that before the fight, uh, the UFC sent a uh, email to Francis Ngannou's uh, manager saying that they were going to sue Francis Ngannou and his management for talking to Jake Paul's management on a possible fight within that line. Uh, not with Jake Paul, but they were just talking. I mean, and God said in the interview, how can you tell me who I can talk to and who I don't talk to? I don't have an agreement to go fight for them. It was just a conversation. Although he did admit he, did, he didn't personally have that conversation. Maybe somebody in his team did. It wasn't him and he didn't know about it. But, I mean, if you're an independent contractor, how can anybody tell you what you can and can't do? Well, I mean, and, and I agree okay, with that. So, we get a lot of stuff about independent contractors and in, in all type of combat sports, right? You get it from you get it from USC, you get it from WWE. Yeah, yeah, they're independent contractors. Yet they hold them to a standard where you can't fight anywhere else. If you're an independent contractor, guess what? If you're an independent contractor, just like other independent contractors, I can go wherever I want. If I want to work Bellator MMA, I can go there and work a fight there. I can go to USC and work another fight there. It's like WWE. I can go here. They're not an independent contractor. It's no. just just a way for them to to pay them what they can pay them, and and uh, you know, tax purposes or something. However, I just saw that Nagano is going to have surgery on his MCL and ACLs, ACL injuries because that almost cost them to delay the fight. So yeah. I saw that right there. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, Dana White is. I think he he's a bright guy, but sometimes he loses it. You know, you know, some of his press conference, they they're they're more, they're more cartoony. They're more they're more promoting because he's trying to get the promote fight. I noticed that if your fight if your your fight sales aren't aren't doing as well, then you start getting the crazier fights and the guys that can talk and get people in. You know, the good old saying, "I need you to talk them into the building so I can get more money." You know, mm-hmm. and I think they do that a lot with everything. Uh, UFC lately to me is becoming just like WWE. But speaking of WWE, I'm excited for the Rumble that's coming up this Saturday because I'm kind of I'm curious to seeing uh, they have uh, quote unquote the Forbidden Door, uh, so possibly guys from other promotions joining the Rumble. I don't know who. Uh, this could be a, another ploy just to get more people to buy pay per view. So you hear you hear that Ambrose might be back in WWE. I heard it could be a day. It could be one. It could be a one and done thing. He just he just got back. He looks great. He just got back from. Uh, he just got back from um uh he, had, he was on a little stint that a rehab three month stint. He actually looks a lot better than what he did um what he did uh when he left because he he had a little alcohol alcohol issue. He cleaned up his act, he looks a lot looked like he shredded a lot of weight, got got mean and mean. So I, I can't wait to see any of that. But uh I can't wait. Oh, that's another thing I'm looking forward to this weekend. Just kind of kick back watching that. But uh but yeah, as far as the UFC goes, I'll try to catch another big fight. We'll see what happens. Um, I haven't really watched that many, that many fights, but I think yeah, Dana White. You know, maybe just a little bit of pressure. He's trying to control his fighters. We saw what he does to a lot of his fighters. You can't go here. You can't go there. And he thinks he can control them. Isn't that what makes that unique about what AEW was trying to do about having an open roster as in comparison to WWE that try and forces you to stay locked into a brand as Derek was talking about with UFC 
in comparison to say like uh, um, what's the um, the big company in China that uh, for wrestling? Well, well no, you, if you do anything, you just like Bellator MMA, right? Bellator allows you or your their fighters to go wherever they want. Right. There's Bellator fighters that fight for Bellator and also wrestle. They you know, fight on they, a bare knuckle fighting also. Yes, so they do stuff like that. UFC is just like WWE. They're like, no, this is my brand. This is where we're going. Just, you can't go nowhere else. This is where nobody else exists. Okay. You know well, what, they, what they did is they tried to structure themselves to be like the NFL and say, hey, we are the major sports brand. But they structured it with their fighters for tax purposes so that they make all the money and the fighter makes a little bit of money. So they kind of are trying to do two worlds. They could combine two worlds for themselves, but you can't because the fighters at some point are the ones that are putting their lives on the line. They get no health care. They don't get, you know, top paydays. You know, boxers are out there saying, hey, you guys don't get even any money of the revenue, any share of the revenue, you know, and I agree. The UFC, you come in as a, as a, as a, as a uh, independent contractor, the UFC says, yeah, we want you come on in. You start, you build your brand up. Now your brand is way up here. You're making a ton of money for the UFC and the UFC doesn't give you very much of that. So you, you're the one who's going to get knocked out. You're, you're the one that's going to get a broken leg, a broken eye socket. Not the UFC It's you, you are your own brand and that's how it should be in the UFC. It should be you make whatever whatever revenue share is out there. It should be divided. That's how I see it. Yep. So, all right, guys. Well, we hit a minute 30. So, there you go. There's going to be our show for the week. You could, If you missed any of the show, you could always follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch this show a lot on YouTube. You know, check this out on YouTube. You can Follow us on Twitch, Facebook, at Sports Daddy TV. Just sh- shoot that. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, TikTok. Don't forget, we got a couple other shows coming on. Be on the lookout for another quick uh, podcast of On the Road with Joe. With uh, SoCal will coming out soon. Um, hopefully, In the Car with Joey Two Wallets will come out soon. And Big Boy, we're going to get a solo project from you soon. Working on tennis talks. Working on tennis talks. All right. Everybody's going to have a solo project. Um, Tennis talk Tuesdays. Working on it. There you go. I can't wait for that. Uh, I really want to see the end of that Aussie Open. This has been too. I I love the fact that you guys in the West Coast can watch so much sports because then over here, that's one thing I miss by living over there. The the time change is unreal out here. So, but anyways, guys. We will uh, we will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good week. We will see you next week. What's up? It is January 26th, and we are all basketball fans. Happy birthday, Vince Carter. There you go. Happy Man. birthday, Vince. Yeah. So Man, we will be back be next week to see who's in the Super Bowl. But also, if the games are close this weekend, tune in. We may go live. You may see me. Have a stroke live on TV with the Chief game, depending on how well. Because if that was camera was on in this last game, I would have been nuts. But we will go. We will go live. Maybe we'll do. Drew, you you now do. Yes, we may go live. We may even do a post game show, uh, depending on how the games are at. So never know when we might go live. We might go live sometime within the week. So you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later.